This life-changing message is brought to you by Strong Christian Church, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. God bless you as you listen to this message. But the style of writing suggests or points to Paul. But whoever the author was, was addressing a group of people that were scattered abroad who are Jews. And at a point, he wanted to explain more to them. But he said that he couldn't really go into details of what he wants to say or what he has to say. And the reason is because the people have not matured. The people have not grown as expected for them to be able to receive deeper truths and deeper revelations. And though they have not grown, not because they just came around, but they've been around for a long time. And that is the story of some of us. Some of us have been born again for a long time, but we have not invested into our growing. So when he was addressing them, verse 12, or verse 11, he wanted to talk to them about Jesus, but comparing him with a, another high priest called Melchizedek. And he says, verse 11, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. Another translation of the Bible that I have says that I have a lot more to say about this, but it may be hard for you to follow since you become dull in your understanding. Verse 12, it says, by this time, you ought to be teachers yourselves. Yet I feel like you want me to reteach you the most basic things that God wants you to know. It's almost like you are a baby again. Cuddle at your mother's breast. Nursing, not ready for solid food. Verse 13. No one lives on milk alone. Sorry, no one who lives on milk alone can know the ins and outs of what it means to be righteous and pursue justice. That's because he is only a baby. But solid food is for those who have become or who have come of age. 
for those who have learned through practice to distinguish between good and evil. Then he moves on to chapter 6, verse 1. Remember, the Bible or the letters were not written with chapters the way we have it. So it's a continuous talking. So chapter 6, verse 1, continuing from what he was saying, the King James say, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. Now, let me read it in another translation. I'm reading the voice translation. So the Bible, we, we read, I normally use the King James. But then other modern translations allow me to understand it better. So the voice translation says, verse 1. It says, so let's push on toward a more perfect understanding and move beyond just the basic teachings of the anointed one that is referring to Jesus. There's no reason to rehash the fundamentals. That is, repenting from what you love in your old dead lives. You know, we are supposed to repent from what we loved in our old dead lives. Believing in God as our creator and redeemer. Teaching about baptism. Setting aside those called to serve through ritual laying on of hands. The coming resurrection of those who have died. And God's final judgment of all people for all time. No. We will move on towards perfection if God wills it. Hallelujah. So here, Paul was motivating and addressing the need for, for the Christians to grow. To grow in their understanding and to grow in their knowledge. You see, as I sit here today, or as I stand here today, I was born a baby like all of you. But as I grew in my body stature, and I also grew in my mind, I began to learn and to understand many things. And after several years of learning, I became a doctor of human beings. So when you come and you tell me what you are feeling, I can listen to what you tell me, ask you a few questions, examine you and tell you exactly what the problem is and tell you which medicines or which medication you should get. And before you realize you are fine. Hallelujah. You see, the only reason why a baby 
born like me can now start telling people what is wrong with them is because I grew not only in my physical body, but I grew in my understanding, my knowledge. And therefore, I have become useful to society. Not only wearing puppets and poo-pooing in it. Some of us are Christians. But even though we are supposed to be Christian doctors and Christian lawyers or Christian architects, Christian whatever, we are still Christian babies making poo-poo at the wrong place and doing all sorts of things, even though we've been around for so long. So Paul was explaining to them that they have to move on from the basics. Now, in our case, in our case, most of us don't even know the basics. And my duty as a pastor, and particularly as your pastor, is to make sure I have given you the basics. Before I can tell you, let us move on. Hallelujah. How many agree that it's a good thing to make sure we all have the basics? Lift up your hands if you agree. Good. So I've been teaching on the basics and I've taught on repentance. Today, I want to talk on faith. Because the listed things in the basics is one, repentance from dead works. The second thing is faith towards God. Now, I have a responsibility to explain to you properly what faith is and what faith is not. So that you can walk and exercise your faith towards God. Amen. Now, to give you or to give you why this is important, I need to make a statement that, you see, our lives, our lives is made up of the relationships we have. The relationships we have. Your life is made up of the relationships you have. And which direction your life goes. You get it? Which direction your life goes. Depends on the people you relate with. You see, your life depends on many things. But one of the key things. In terms of which way it goes. Depends on the people you relate with. Bishop. Why are you saying that? Prove it to me in the Bible. No problem. You see, at the beginning of the book of Genesis, when man was created, and Adam and Eve were created, and they were presented with what to eat, what to wear, and a place to stay. And they were in a relationship with God. They didn't have to do anything. They just have to look after the things that God has asked them to look after. And life was nice. Hallelujah. I said, when Adam and Eve were created and they had a relationship with God, everything was fine. Now, when they made a mistake and had a relationship with Satan, 
by listening, by communicating with him, and by doing what he suggested, the result of it was that they lost their hope. They discovered that they need clothes. And then other things began in their lives. All of a sudden, they have to work to eat. You see, Adam and Eve were supposed to work. But they were supposed to work not to eat. Are you with me? Working is part of God's creation. Working, movement, is part of God's creation. But we were not created to work to eat. We were not created to work to eat. That came about Genesis chapter 3. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3. Many things were said in Genesis chapter 3. But verse 17. Verse 17. Somebody read for me verse 17. Up to 19. 17 to 19. Who is helping me to read? Can I hear the person? Genesis chapter 3. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow, shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Okay, can you read it in the voice translation for us? Verse 17, because you followed your wife's advice instead of my command and ate of the tree from which I had forbidden you to eat, cursed is the ground for the rest of your life. You will fight for every crumb of food from the crusted clump of clay I made you from. As you labor, the ground will produce thorns and thistles and you will eat the plants of the field. Your brow will sweat for your mouth to taste even a morsel of bread until the day you return to the ground, to the very ground I made you from. From dust you have come, and to dust you shall return. So do you, do you, do you see the effect of relationship? I'm saying, do you see the effect of relationship? You see, relationship 
involves communication. Relationship involves exchange of ideas. They get it. So Adam and Eve, through their relationship with the serpent or through, with Satan, their lives went to the left. I mean, completely to the left. It took a short left. All of a sudden, their sweat was just for food. And you see, the sad thing is that it's not for food that will do something forever, but it's for food for something that will die in the end. So why, and, and, then, and then look at, if you go to the book of Ruth, you see, from, from, in the book of Ruth, I'll just, I'll just summarize what I want to say. There were two people who came into contact with their family. A family that moved to Moab. And their sons, their two sons married two women. Now, through that relationship that developed between them and the, their family, one person chose to stay when the two men died. And the other chose to follow the only survivor, which is the woman. The result of her life was that when the list or when the names of those who through whom Jesus came is mentioned today, her name is mentioned. And her name is Ruth. Hallelujah. Again, it's not, it's not because she saw God in heaven. But through her relationship with Naomi, her mother-in-law, her life changed completely. Saying that she has become a significant person in the history of mankind. Hallelujah. So why am I saying what I'm saying with you? Or what I'm, why am I sharing what I'm sharing? I'm sharing what I'm sharing with you to get you to understand what has happened to you when you say, I believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. When you say, I believe in Jesus, and you receive him as a son of God, you are now in a relationship with God through his chosen way. That is Jesus. Now, by that relationship that is in your life now, through Jesus. Many blessings await your life. I said many blessings await your life. But you cannot access this blessing unless you are a man or a woman who believes in God and therefore trust in God. It is by our faith in Jesus, that will bring the prophets that the relationship that we have with God through Jesus Christ into our lives. You see, let me say something to you. If Eve didn't believe Satan, their communication wouldn't have been profitable to them in the negative way. But you see, when, when Satan the serpent told him that what you have been told is not what will happen, but if you eat it, something else will happen. 
Eve was faced with believing what God has said or believing what the newfound friend, Satan, who has done nothing for their good, has said. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. That, you see, in your, the influence of a relationship that you have is based on your faith in what that relationship offers. In other words, because Adam and Eve believed Satan, Satan was able to manifest in their lives whatever he has prepared for them. If they had believed God, their lives would have stayed solid. Now, in the same way, we are coming to relationship with Jesus. But the profit of this relationship with Jesus would manifest in our lives if we believe what Jesus says. And that is why the Bible says that the one who will stand before God justified, the one who will stand before God and enjoy the blessings of God must be the one who believes the word of God or who believes God and his word. That is what faith is. Faith is to have confidence in God and have confidence in his word. Hallelujah. Faith is to have confidence in God and have confidence in his word. That is why unless you repent, you cannot have God in your life. So today I'm taking my time to explain to us, including myself, what faith is and how our lives can be profited by our faith in God. Amen. I said amen. Now, you see, the world in which we live, so I'm going on to explain further. So let, let, let's, let's see the scriptures that says or that demands of our faith so that we know it. Hallelujah. Now, in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. Please, somebody get, a, get your microphone and be reading for me. I want to just read a few verses. Habakkuk 2, 4. What does it say? Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but he the just just shall by his faith. The, the currency of the just, the currency of the man that God is happy with is his faith. Make sure you are happy people. So that you can hear for your God. And also get a little bit to it. Because, you see, by faith, some people are enjoying God's blessing here on earth. I said, by faith, 
Some people are enjoying God's blessing here on earth. And why should you not enjoy God's blessing? If God is no respecter of person, then it means that your background doesn't matter. What you have done before doesn't matter. What you were deficient of doesn't matter. What matters is what he's looking for, which is your faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it tells us, please read for us. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Please, can you read it in the voice translation? So that those of us who don't understand this King James English will not be left out. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Without faith, no one can please God. Because the one coming to God must believe he exists. And he rewards those who come seeking. Hallelujah. So here you are. And here we are. That by the scriptures, we can see what God expects of us. And we see clearly that he expects of us faith. As we see clearly that he expects of us faith. Now, it is therefore important as Paul said that we have to move on from the basic doctrines, the basic elements that our basics must be very good because without a good foundation, you can't build higher. And so, I want us to don't say that, oh, I went to church, it was just teaching, teaching. Listen, it is teaching that brings to your mind understanding. It is teaching that makes you know what to do and why you have to do it, even when you don't feel like you need to do it. We believe you've been blessed by this message. Stay in touch by following our social media platforms at Strong Christian Church.